Hello, everyone, and thank you for listening in with us today on our podcast, For the Sake of the Child. Our podcasts are brought to you by the Military Child Education Coalition, whose work is focused on ensuring quality educational opportunities for all military-connected children affected by mobility, family separation, deployments, and transition. Here at the MSEC, we want to ensure that every military child is college, workforce, and life ready. In our podcast, we will share your stories as we talk to military service members, professionals, parents, and military kids. Please like, share, and subscribe. And we appreciate your comments, questions, and ideas for topics that you would like to hear more about. Well, good morning. How are you today? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm great. I'm Deborah Longley, and I'm the Student Program Manager with Military Child Education Coalition, and I have Greg Morris here with me today, and he's going to talk a little bit about his experience with student-to-student and the impact he's seen. So, Greg, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yep, I'm Greg Morris. I'm a school counselor by profession. Um, I've been with the MSEC since 2008. I started my program there in the fall of 2008 at Falcon High School. I've just changed over to Whitefield High School this year. So I've had an S2S program at Falcon since 2008, and I just started a new S2S program at Whitefield High School this year. So it's been about 12 years in working with the MSEC and S2S programs. Greg, what made you decide to become part of Student to Student? Uh, Well, it's a pretty famous story I've told a, a lot of times, but I had a new student come to school in November when I was a brand new counselor, and she was having a really hard time adjusting an army brat who had come with her mom and dad. Her mom had dug on our website and and noticed that we were trained, but we didn't actually have the program in our building. And so she asked me about it. I inquired and I contacted the MSEC since we we really weren't running the program. I got a training in Albuquerque, New Mexico in November-ish. And we came back and and started the group. And that was kind of the beginning of, of a long journey. At the end of the day, it was to support a new student who was really having a hard time. I kind of used the program and starting a program to empower her to to have some positive impact in our building. What specific struggles was she having that you saw? Um, just just adjusting to a new school and a new environment. Her dad was, like I said, in the army. Um, she had a, a sister who was a senior, who was having a really hard time. But it was her senior year, so she didn't care as much as Paige, who was a sophomore, just struggling meeting friends. She was actually eating lunch in the bathrooms instead of going into the lunchroom because she had a hard time finding her place and, and people to sit with to, to welcome her. How did the student-to-student training impact you to get the program started? What specific tools did they give you? And it's been a long time since that training, but more or less the structure and kind of the guidance. And probably the most, the, the thing that MSEX helped me with the most is the awareness of our military families and, and how much a transitioning family goes through. I'm a high school counselor, so I, I know a lot of this stuff, but to, to hear about it in volume really kind of stuck it out in my brain that it's, it's something we need to address and, and support. What part of student to student do you think helps the new transitioning student the most? I think it's just that welcoming face. I think all of us as humans, when we have somebody to greet us with a smile and a handshake, it, it makes us feel comfortable and, and, and knocks down some defenses. So when new students show up to school and it's the, the old school training of, of the wow factor that when students come to the school and, and they have somebody there to support them and talk to them and welcome them, they leave the day feeling like, wow, this is going to be good. This is going to be a great place. And, you know, like we talked a lot of new students, it wasn't their choice to move. 
So they're already kind of not feeling the move. It's nice to have that welcoming face and somebody to kind of support them and help them. Even when they don't, when they, they say they don't want the help, I found most of the kids do appreciate the help. So you mentioned the word wow factor. Tell me a little bit what wow factor is to you. <laughs> well, well, the wow factor is just kind of, it's just that I think, I think a lot of kids, especially kids who have moved a lot, when they come to a school, it's, they get their schedule and they go to class and, and they, there's an apprehension and fear and they don't know where they're going to be and they're lost and they're not sure about their teachers or who they're going to hang out with. And to have somebody there on the first day in the first morning to say, hi, my name's so-and-so. I'm here to hang out with you today and make sure you know where you're going. Then it's just like, wow, I didn't know I was going to get that much help. You know, when you go to a restaurant and you have really good service, you're just like, wow, that was, that was a great dinner. That made my dinner better because this waitress was, or waiter was so good and helpful. Or if you're in a hospital and you have a really good doctor, a really good nurse, you just like, wow, that was really helpful. I think our kids do the same thing for our new students. Can you share a wow story for me, one that's really made an impact on you and an impact on that student that received the wow factor? Man, I've had so many over the years. It'd be hard to pick one. But I, I had a new student who was really struggling, but I didn't know it. There's two brothers. I, as a counselor, had the older brother and then his younger brother. And I thought they were doing okay and, and doing all right. The one brother enjoyed our group so much he wanted to join the group. But I found out later that the other brother was really struggling. And the, the mom had actually posted on Facebook, which I didn't know about, just talked about how much the program helped and, and, and everything it did for her sons and, and so on. And that, that really stuck out to me. I was like, wow, like this actually did really, this is really helping some people out, even though you don't hear about it. But I've had so many kids who've come to my office and, and really appreciate it, parents who've emailed me and appreciate it. I think the biggest sign is how many of my new students who were helped by my S2S team want to become S2S members themselves because they felt a wow, they want to give the wow. They want to, they want to give back and do the same thing that was done for them. One of S2S's core values is leadership. Can you tell me a little bit about a story where you've seen a student grow because they've been empowered with leadership skills through S2S? Yeah, I mean, I can go all the way back to the beginning with Paige. She was really struggling and eating lunch in a bathroom. And by the time she left Falcon, she got accepted to the Merchant Marine Academy and was grew from a quiet, shy kid who didn't want to engage at all that she was running a program that was getting recognized all over the place. I just talked to her last week and she's wanting to come talk to my Whitefield kids and help them out. Um, and she, she's still a leader in our community as an adult now, still want to help people out, still engage with the program. I've had other kids even more recent that really struggled and with the, the most recent move, didn't want to come to school didn't want to do anything. And as to us program, one lady in mind, she told me many times that the only reason she came to school is for us to us. And now she's, she's been accepted to college and, and doing really good things. And she's helping run my program when I'm not there. So she's, there's so many aspects of leadership that I've seen over the years. I think it's one of the best parts of the program. I know you've had many students that went to Francis Hesselbein Student Leadership Program. Do you have any stories to share about a transformed student during that program? Yeah, I had a young lady who I, I knew was going to be a good leader. I kind of stole her from a student council um, <laughs> program that we have just because I thought she would be a really good leader for my program. You know, she was, she was good and I could tell she had a lot of leadership qualities, just not refined and, and structured. And I sent her to Hesselbein, and, and I, I've joked many times, it's about drinking the Kool-Aid, that once, once you really get the 
you, you get internalized the aspects of AMSEC and, and S2S, you, you really want to do it. And she came back from Hesselbein, uh, a new kid. I mean, she was always a great kid, but she came back with an extra vigor and expertise in, in running the program. And she's still doing fantastic things for the AMSEC today that she, I don't, I don't know that she would have been able to do without the help of the Hesselbein training. Was there a specific skill that you saw that um, she was um, I, I would say overall her organization of her leadership skills. I mean, she had leadership, but she didn't know how to kind of put them all to use. She didn't know how to bring it all together into, into a productive situation. So once she came back, she learned how to use her skills in, in a productive way. And so she, she was better at communicating and, and, and working with her team. And she was better at organizing and outlining kind of how events needed to run. Her follow through was so much better. There were so many things that, I mean, she had those skills, but she didn't know how to apply them as well until she came back from Hesselbein. Sounds like you're saying she was a good student, but Frances Hesselbein made her a great student. Five to level 10 in leadership. Exactly. And for me as a sponsor, I mean, I can, I can help get a kid to become a better leader, but it, it'll take me months where Hesselbein takes a week. So. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> We are student-led, so I think when we empower those students with some of their natural skills and take them to the next level, we really can make a difference in student-to-student program. So you've mentioned that you have just left school, just transferred to a different school. I have many new sponsors out there, and they sometimes struggle with getting started because they don't know what the first step would be. Even though we talk about it, it just sometimes can be overwhelming. Can you give us some guidelines on what the first step should be when you want to start a program? Yep, and it's definitely different starting the second time than my first time. And I, and I think my biggest mistake I made when I was a brand new sponsor was how I picked my kids. Mm-hmm. I, I ran a report of my top 50 sophomores, and I picked those kids the first time. And they're good kids, but they weren't good S2S leaders. This time I've been way more purposeful in, in selecting my kids, and I took my time to find the kids. I, I wasn't in a rush to start the group. I mean, in my head I am. But I took my time to interview kids and get to know my kids. I wanted to start with a younger group. I wanted sophomores because you train seniors when you're brand new. You put a lot of work in to see them leave. So I'm, I'm training sophomores to see them grow as juniors and have them, you know, take my program off as, as seniors, that they'll really be able to establish the roots of the program and finding kids who really have the heart to sort, support and help people. Some of your top go-getter, you know, high-flying high kids that we, we tend to see in education, we think they're the best leaders, but a lot of times they're, they're focused on their own goals and, and, and doing what they need to do for themselves, which is fine in an educational setting. But I'm really looking for kids who really want to help and support other people, even if they're not quite as polished. Because they'll, they, the kids who, who want to support their kids have always worked the hardest for my program. You said that you took more time to interview them. Do you, can you share with us the questions you asked so that other sponsors would know um, how to look for these students that truly care about other people? I can't say I have a, a direct set of questions. I'm a counselor, so I'm, I, I have a, an extra it's easier for me to support kids in and talk with them. You know, we're all humans. And, and when you're talking to a kid and, and you, you're like, man, this kid has a good heart. You know, you, you hear them tell stories about their siblings or you hear them talk stories about their grandparents or you hear them, you know, share 
about other classmates and you can just like, man, this kid has a good heart. You like, I like this kid. Then, then I, I, I pitch S to S. I'm like, Hey man, you seem like a really good kid. Are you involved in school? And they, if, if a kid's over involved, they, they list off 27 things. I, I still ask them if they're interested. Um, but I like those kids who have big hearts and like, no, I'm interested in doing something. I just haven't found my thing. Um, and then I kind of plug for, plug for us to us and I kind of give them a little spiel about what it is. And if they, if they're like, you know what, that sounds like something I really want to do. Then I engage them more. Then I give them an application and I, and I tell them you're, you're not in, but I would encourage you to apply. And that's where I, I, I do have an application. I'm always willing to share with people uh, with, with more detailed questions after I've kind of hunted down a, a couple of those really good kids. I've noticed you said that, um, kids talk about their siblings and how they care for other people that you've noticed that you really start digging deeper. I have noticed that your students tend to bring their siblings along with them and they become part of us to us. I think that's incredible. Yeah. I've had a long chain of, of siblings. It's, it is pretty cool to see. I've had generations. I have like the first families of, of us to us in, in my schools. <laughs> I'm actually really good friends with one of the dads of one of, of two of my young ladies who ran my program for seven years straight. The first young lady ran it for four years, then her, her sister overlapped one year and ran it for four years as well. Yeah, I've had, I can't even count how many siblings. Uh, they, they drink the Kool-Aid. They see how much they, they like it and enjoy it and their siblings see it and they, they come in already knowing about the program, which makes it easier for me to train them because their siblings do have to work for me. Mm. Uh, it's pretty fantastic to see. Yeah, I love it too. I was watching a video of one of your former students and I could already tell she cares about her little sisters because she even though they were much younger she had them in the videos working with them giving yep. them the kool-aid the purple yes and, and I'll tell you the older siblings when when you're starting a new program or you're trying to find leadership older siblings are really good leaders because they already get that sense of responsibility and taking care of of, of other people and I know who you're talking about. She's one of my best. So, and, and you could tell because she has that heart for her siblings the same way she has a heart for new students. Mm-hmm. Very true. Do you have any additional tips that you would like to share with us or any um, other stories that just that have come to mind through our conversations that you would like to talk about in, in a second, the empowerment that you've seen in S2S? Well, I would say if, if anybody's on the fence of whether they should run the program or not, um, I would say in my 15 plus years in education, and I can't remember 12 years or so of, of being at the MSEC, it's been by far the most powerful tool I've ever had in education to support kids. I've had kids who are struggling with bullying, being new kids. I've had kids who are cutting and, and were suicidal. I, this program has helped so many f- kids in so many forms and fashions. It's helped me with new teachers. It's helped me with staff members. It's changed our community and our building school spirit it it does more than just support new kids it supports whole buildings so i would encourage anybody to do it and in terms of leadership selfishly it's one of the coolest things to see how strong of leaders these kids become i think most of my leaders have become better than me at at running this program and and it's fantastic you just have to challenge them if you're engaged and you challenge your leaders you know, my, my kids love it. I think, I think they love it and hate me at the same time, but I, I push them really hard, but they love me at the same time that they grow. And it's, it's kind of cool, isn't it? 
as an educator to see those kids grow in their leadership, you know, and I, I think that the things we're teaching in, with the MSEC and the stuff we're teaching with student to student, they're lifelong skills to, to make our, our population a better place. And I think especially now in these, these, these troubling times, we need more kids like this S2S program turns out. So I love it. <laughs> well, thank you so much for sharing your time and sharing your talents. And you said that you push them hard. I often laugh that if I said some of this stuff, they would look at me and go, but with you, they just do it. <laughs> I love that. I want that. I want that. <laughs> I get to spend more time with them. So. <laughs> You can be bad cop. I'll be good cop. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> well, thank you for your time. And I really appreciate all that you bring to MSEC and um, the students, especially and our tagline is for the sake of the child. And um, Greg, you've really made that come true for MSEC by being out there and um, working with these incredible students. So thank you. Uh, thank you guys. I want to thank you again for listening to our podcast for the sake of the child. We would like to invite you to visit our website at www.militarychild.org. Like the MSEC on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Please join us again next time as we share more stories that impact our military-connected kids. <laughs>